Hope everybody is doing their best right now as we're going through this crazy time in our world. I'm Tony Bruski, host of Real Ghost Stories Online. Wanted to invite you and let you know about our other brand new podcast that we just launched, Help Kill the Time for You. It's called The Dark Side of Wikipedia. It's about true crime and dark history. We dive into some of the strangest, most disturbed minds and experiences from our history and examine their story, their Wikipedia entry, and then discuss the cases, the individuals, and the psychology of the events as we go through each and every story. Some of our first episodes include Ed Gein, the BTK killer, the New London School explosion, Amityville murders, Richard Speck, Amelia Dyer, the General Slocum disaster, Jeffrey Dahmer, and more. New episodes every single week. Check out Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search it. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. It's available now with new episodes every single week. Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search and subscribe today and stay safe out there. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by the mobile puzzle game Best Fiends. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a mother has a hard time believing that her children are seeing ghosts until she experiences a dark figure standing over herself late one night. That's today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like our program and want this thing to stay afloat uh, as we go through this crazy time in our world, this is a listener-supported show. And if you have the ability to do it, please do support it. Five bucks a month gets you access to more than 300 bonus episodes. Brand new ones every week. You get our audiobook, you get our ebook, you get video content, you get advanced episodes ad free. It's all there. Two places to get it at ghostpodcast.com or if you prefer the Patreon app, patreon.com slash real ghost stories to uh, support the program and keep us here. I press the wrong button. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you on this fine day. Then how are you? Today, right at this moment? At this moment, it's the 13th of, uh, what are we, January, February, March, April uh, of uh, April. 13th of April is we're recording this. This is airing around May 11th. So, good And times. I had a birthday. Yeah, you did. And just, yeah. And I'm telling you, a pandemic birthday How was is that? about as, as boring as it could be. And I'm an adult. I feel sorry for the pandemic birthday children. <laughs> like... Like, 
I took my dog for a ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. We went to a lake. And so it was like 90 miles there, 90 miles back. But I'm like, it, that was it. My mom gave me $30. <laughs> and a friend gave me a mask. <laughs> like, this is the weirdest word. Ever. Nothing like getting a little mask for your breast. Good. Was it? Was it the uh, like? Uh, uh, tell me what type of mask it was. Oh, it's a cloth mask. Oh, like the a only hand kind stone? you can get these days. Okay, yeah. It's to protect me from the COVID. It's yeah. not like a cool Mardi Gras. No, no, I knew that. I just didn't know if you had like the That'd N95 kind of awesome, mask though. or if it was like a, a cloth mask or a handmade mask or whatnot. So, like, if you had the right mask, yeah. And then you could build a little Mardi Gras thing for the top of your head. Yeah. And then maybe it would just feel like you're partying all the time when you're at the grocery store. You're like, woo, it's a party. It'd be extremely unnerving right now if you were a gas station attendant and you constantly have people walking in with masks on late in the evening. Oh, yeah. It would be like you don't know what's going on. I mean, I suppose, you know, at some point you're getting, you get used to it. But, you know, at, at first it'd be like, what the fuck? But, so I uh, saw a guy at the grocery store today, him and his wife, and I don't know exactly what they were wearing, maybe some sort of ski thing, mm -hmm. but it was like a, looked like it was the shirt that went up to their eyeballs and they both had hats on. So all you could see were their eyes. It's like a crazy <laughs> turtleneck almost. It was a crazy turtleneck. Wow. It was a very loud print on top of that. Well, there you go. I, I, can I'm you, like, I'm going to be, I have a Mickey Mouse <laughs> mask because that's yeah. like my friend who got it for me. He's like, that's just what they sent. Like, you don't even have a choice. Yeah. But, you know, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm going, God, that guy looks like a freak. And then I'm standing there in my Mickey Mouse mask. <laughs> What is this world coming to? It's Halloween every day now, kids. It's just weird. all rules are off. Uh, right. yeah. It is getting crazy. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. I have a funny mask story. Remind me, I'll share it here uh, in just a little bit. It involves an old Halloween mask. And me and Jen's, I think, first or second date. So it's... Uh, <laughs> I know it doesn't involve masks in COVID. I mean, no, but I mean the mask because I just found the mask the other day when I was packing some stuff up, and I'm like, oh, the memories. But um, I will. Uh, it's a fucked Has up. Have you story. tossed it in the trash, or you kept? it? I kept it. Uh, but okay. uh, I'll uh, I'll share in just a few moments. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day here on Real Ghost Stories Online. And it uh, it starts, and I want to tell you the story that I still can't believe happened to me. In 2010, my mom brought a close friend home to introduce us, my siblings and me. I was 22 at the time. This friend was extremely nice. She had a lot of interesting stories to tell us. And while she was asking about our lives, we told her we loved music and always called our favorite local radio station to win tickets to concerts without ever winning anything. And she said, oh, my brother is a DJ there. I'll get you guys some tickets for free. We got super excited and couldn't believe how cool my mom's friend was. Oh, one thing I forgot to say is she was about seven months pregnant then. Okay, three days after she visited, something weird happened. When my sister and I were babysitting, my little brother, he's the best friend, both were nine at the time and a two-year-old cousin. The phone rang, picked up, heard a woman's voice calling my mother's name. Margo, help, Margo, help. I 
won't I would say who this is and all they did was continue repeating Margo help Margo help the person sounded far far away my brother he's his best friend and my sister all witnessed this my cousin was only two years old and too young to understand but he was in the room as well the person called repeatedly I called my mom at work and told her someone is calling for you but they sounded very far away she said when she comes home she'll check the caller ID and see who it was then my sister and I decided to take the kids to the park to have some fun. After a while of playing, we went back home for lunch, and while we were eating, the phone rang again, and for some strange reason, I picked it up. Same thing happened. Margo, Margo, help me. Margo, help me. Everyone in the room looked confused as to why this person was calling so much. A couple hours later, my mom came home with another friend, and they both looked visibly upset, sad, and heartbroken. She proceeded to tell us the friend that she introduced us to died suddenly. We were obviously sad because she was a super nice lady. And then mom, probably trying to think of something else, asked me at what time I was getting calls. I told her all morning and they left a message while we were at the park and called again when we came home. She said that the secretary at her job said someone was also calling for her there too and just like me told her that they sounded far, far away. We went to look at the caller ID and all gasped when my mom said, that's Nancy's number. My mom said it was best not saying anything, not to upset her family. Since my mom was a close friend, she spent that evening in Nancy's mom's house to help with whatever they needed to do because the death was so sudden. It was there she found out Nancy was in the operating room when those calls were made at her home and work. It was impossible for Nancy to be calling because she went into emergency labor on her phone and bag or with her husband. The baby survived, but sadly she didn't. But no doubt those calls were made and a message was recorded. We had that recording for the longest time until my mom felt uncomfortable letting people who knew Nancy hear it because she didn't want to exploit her death. By the way, my sister and I won almost every contest ticket, including $1,000 to see rapper Jay-Z that year. She kept her promise, even from the grave. And that was going to be my first question is, well, you didn't get those concert tickets now then, did you? <laughs> I know. That had such a happy ending. <laughs> you got to see Jay-Z, even though she died. But, uh, yeah. Uh, my goodness. Uh, to have that, that is a crazy story, like all of it. Yeah. Back to our ghost stories in just a moment. First, I need to thank our supporter today, Best Fiends, the mobile puzzle game that uh, is just awesome. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. It's uh, it's one of those things that I, I love having things that I can do that just kind of mentally palate cleanse me, if you will. There's so much going on right now, uh, obviously, in our world. Me, personally, we're going through a move that adds on top of everything else going on. It's, it's stressful normally by itself, but sometimes you just need a little bit of uh, an escape, a getaway. And Best Fiends, the mobile puzzle game, uh, does that for me. I, I absolutely love it. It's updated all the time with new levels, new characters, challenging puzzles. It's fun to play. Right now, I'm uh, I'm up to, to level 120, believe it or not. Um, I'd love for you to try it uh, as well and check out uh, all the great uh, features that this thing has. And what's cool about it is they're always updating it. So it doesn't ever get boring. It's not like, oh, 
It's the same game I've been playing for years. Now, they're, they're updating this thing all the time with all sorts of cool features and characters, levels. It's all there. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already. New levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. And you can even play offline, which is great. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And part of me is like, why would you ever erase that? But then I kind of get it too. Like, do you really need to have that? Yeah, I mean... what If you know it happened and you know it was there... And then you are kind of exploiting it. Yeah, listen to this call I got from beyond the grave. Yeah. Would you, if that happened to you, would you keep it forever? I mean, if it's a close friend and that, I, I don't know, because it would just be kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be wanting to play it for other people because I think it was meant for, for you individually. It wasn't meant to be played for others. You don't have to convince other people that it happened. You knew that it happened and that was was what it was. So what is the point of playing it for others? You know, is it just to convince them or show them something spooky? And then at that point, it is kind of exploited. Yeah. But remember that story that we did um, when I talked about Doug, the guy that I dated? Yeah. And then I drew, a, I painted this painting and everything, long story. You'd have to listen to the episode. But like I did the painting and I did a hand sketch of the painting before I painted it. And I still have that, but I don't know that I've ever showed that to anybody. Like, I don't yeah. leave it out. And, and like, even the one that I posted on the group page of the painting, like, I have that in with a bunch of other photos. Like, it's something that I never really shared. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get that, too, because that's the story, though. I shared it very publicly. Yeah. Um, I never felt the need to prove anything. I know what happened, you know, and like they knew what happened. The message was meant for her, not for the whole world. Mm -hmm. That's a cool story though. It is. Like it's a really cool story. Oh, just, uh, and then with the winning stuff off the radio, because I happen to know how hard it is to win stuff <laughs> off the radio, especially if as a station is giving away something for Jay Z. I mean, good Lord. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Yeah, would not be easy. But it, it's always the fun thing, though, too, from the other standpoint of you have the uh, the situation where it's like you're the on-air person that works at the station, and then you have the sibling that comes up and goes, hey, can I get some tickets for a friend of a Go friend uh, because if you I work there? I had a dollar for every time. Yeah. Because yeah. we just you have these have unlimited it. amounts of tickets for anybody and everybody, you know? it's like, And it's not even just like for a friend. It's like... Like literally, th this happened this year. Yeah, I got a, a text from this. I had to read it like five or six times. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> and then I finally figured it out because she sent a follow up text because I didn't text her back. Mm -hmm. I probably have not talked to this woman in ten years, and she wanted me to get her tickets and meet somebody. Of course, I'm like, oh hell no! Like, if I'm gonna do that, don't you think I'm gonna give it to somebody I really like? <laughs> Well, somebody who really needs it, you know, yeah. it's like, no, I don't think I folks don't. a lot of times realize it, it, how difficult it is to do some of these things. And it's not just like, oh, we have unlimited access to anyone and everyone. It's like, no, yeah, that's not really how it works. 
much. I like to surprise people, you know, like yeah. when people don't expect it. Sure. That, that's what's fun to me. Yeah. And, you know, if you have something extra and, you know, if somebody's going through a tough time. Sure. Here you go. Yeah. Go have fun. Yeah. But not somebody like, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. How you doing? Oh, by the way. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm going gonna... to that concert. Can I meet him? No. I just want to be your friend. I, never, I did not respond. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, I, I had that in high school when I was working in radio a lot because I was in charge of all the tickets for oh, yeah, everything. You were in high and, school and in radio yeah. at the same time. And, and it would be, and, and I was just, I was very much on my own. I was, I had a lot of acquaintances. I didn't have any really close friends through high school because I focused on my work. But, you know, it was constant like, oh my gosh, all these people who like normally were really, you know, standoffish and assholes to me suddenly wanted to be my friends when our station was giving away tickets to this or that. And it was just like, no, fuck off. It's like, I'm just going to give you these tickets. Like, I don't even hardly know you. And you you pretended to ignore me the last three years. Why would I suddenly be your buddy to give you tickets to Smash Mouth or whatever the hell it was at the time? You know, you had to have been super popular, though. And like, no, I wasn't was like Tony who? Oh, you mean Tony, the guy who works on the radio that was, station? That was about it. I don't think they even knew my last name. It was just like uh, they knew that I worked on the radio station, and that was about it. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I, I hated high school. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Next letter, it says, this horrifying experience started about six years ago. My parents had financial issues, and we unfortunately lost our house. My grandmother luckily let the five of us move into her back, um, into her back house. It was quite small, but we managed. My two brothers and I shared a room. My parents were in a separate room. This experience is based on my older brother, Eddie, issues uh, point of view. So my older brother was severely depressed because of our struggles and his personal issues. The first occurrence began at night and he would wake up in a panic. He brushed it off as nightmares, but this nightmare was progressing. He never went into detail, but my little brother Christian and I just knew that they had to be scary. Eddie said every night he would see a dark figure in the corner of the room watching him, but he described this figure to be changing its height at a fast pace from super tall to short. He was terrified. He'd keep me up at night and I would have to calm him down. He was 17 at the time and I was 14. Remember one night our parents went on a date and we were left alone in the back house and my brothers and I all heard cups falling from the kitchen and Eddie immediately went into a panic. I've never seen him so scared and cry so much. I went to the kitchen and saw several cups on the floor. Didn't think much of it, put the cups back and walked back into our room. As soon as I climbed into bed, we heard another cup fall. I was beyond terrified at that point, and we ran to our grandma's house. We told our parents, and they didn't believe us. It wasn't until my mom was sleeping in the living room, and she swore she saw a figure standing over her. It got worse. We were so scared to go to sleep, and the room would stink as if something was rotting. If I really think about it, I can still smell it. It was disgusting. Eddie would now begin to get scratched and wake up with bruising. My dad never believed us, not even my mom, until one night we were all asleep and my dad woke up to my brothers having a full-on conversation with someone in the room and me. My dad said he walked into our bedroom only to see a tall, dark figure in the middle of our room. He quickly turned the lights on and nothing was there. Now, we all believe something evil was present with us. My grandfather on my mom's side of the family is Native American. He came over to the house to bless us, and I remember him chanting and blowing smoke everywhere. 
Whatever he did, it worked. Everything was fine until we finally moved out. I'm 19 and Eddie is 21 now, and I strongly believe this entity followed us to our current house. The things we've seen here are chilling, and my grandfather passed away and is unable to bless our new home. I follow the Wiccan path to cleanse the house as much as I can to relieve the activity. We live with it. Eddie doesn't speak of what happened, but I know he'll never forget it. Very interesting story, and I, I think it might be something where he was going through a very tough time, a lot of negativity and sadness in their life, suffering from depression. And quite often, a lot of times, unfortunately, uh, you know, obviously you can have your own mental demons going through that. But sometimes other dark things, it's kind of a beacon. It's like, oh, let's swoop in and make shit worse while you're already suffering. Which makes me sad. OK, the first story I thought was super cool. And then this one makes me sad because... You know, he's already struggling, and it's like they take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Then they think it's gone, and then it comes back to haunt him. Yeah. Like, not fair. But if their dad was, the grandfather was Native American, correct? I believe so. You know, and you just wonder, maybe there's some connections to um, some other Native Americans in the area mm -hmm. of that same... What's the word I want? Tribe? Tribe? I believe so. It, and, uh, you know, it'd be worth looking into because if mm -hmm. he knew how to do it, maybe there's someone else. Yeah. That could come in with the same sort of cleansing. and. But I think you'd want the same. I, because yeah. I, I imagine there's different ways with different yeah. tribes. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know specifically, but I would imagine, you know, different, different yeah, ways of going either. through that. But, yeah, I mean, if it kind of worked the first time, I would be trying to revisit that uh, you know, the same way again. But, uh, yeah, that would just be very tough to be going through. Thank you for sharing that story with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, let's go to a caller, and then after this call, I'll share my uh, second date with Jenny and a mask in my <laughs> trunk story because um, it's, Sounds like a wonderful second date. Uh, let's hear your ghost story. Yeah, um, back when I was probably about, uh, I'd say about 16 years old, um, I'm from Kentucky, but we moved to uh, Florida and when I was like eight. And uh, I grew up there, but now I'm back in Kentucky. But anyways, uh, we had moved from one town to another, which wasn't, you know, very about 15 miles apart. And we had moved into uh, an older home. I, I would say it was about a 1920s home. And um, it was, you know, kind of unassuming. It wasn't like you looked at it and said, oh, that's haunted or anything like that. Um, but it all really started when we were moving uh, by a truck. And uh, we had the house open, and, and it, was, it was nighttime, you know, because we'd been moving all day, and it, it had become night. And uh, my dad and the rest of the crew said, well, we're going to go back to the other town, load up and bring some more things back. And uh, they asked me to stay because the house was open and, you know, uh, just be there, you know, so nothing happened. You know, nobody got in or anything like that. So uh, we had a TV in there already, had it all hooked up. And uh, I thought, yeah, great. I don't have to do anything. I'll just sit here and watch TV and wait for them to come back. So now I know this sounds really cliche, 
but honest to God, it was raining. It uh, it started raining, and in Florida, you know how those storms can be. It started thundering and lightning and stuff like that, but it didn't bother me in the least. I mean, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm glad I'm inside. So I'm sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, it headed upstairs to it. All of a sudden, I started hearing all this scooting around, like someone was taking a, a, a chest or a dresser, and they were just, like, moving it across uh across the floor and I turned the TV down because I'm like oh come on you know I'm not really hearing anything because like I said I wasn't you know predetermined to start hearing things or or be scared if this wasn't you know who I was you know so I turned the TV down and I mean I truly truly was hearing all this scooting around of furniture and it it scared me so bad that I ran outside in the rain, and I mean, I stayed <laughs> in the rain, you know, waiting for my my dad and and brother and you know a couple sisters and mom and all of them and friends to get back. And uh, so I told them, I said, you know, oh my God, there's somebody upstairs. Uh, you know, there was all kinds of uh, furniture and stuff moving around. So they were like, oh no, you just you just ended up, you know getting scared, being by yourself and raining and all that. I said, I said, no, I, I, I said, I would not be out here in this rain if there, if I really didn't hear something. And, and I love watching TV, so I wouldn't have given up watching TV either. So they kind of dismissed it as, you know, me being there by myself and letting my, my, uh, you know, thoughts run wild with me. So the next thing that kind of happened was, my sister had two or three friends drop by just unexpectedly they dropped by and they were in the living room and uh they asked where he said or you know is anyone here you know is mom dad here anybody here and said no it's just me you know so they're sitting in the living room just you know kicking it chatting and talking and everything and one of her friends said i thought you said nobody was here and she said there's not it's just me and uh, he goes, well, somebody's clearly upstairs. He goes, do you not hear all that furniture and stuff moving around? And by then, we were kind of used to hearing noises upstairs. And because this was way later on, you know, that we had moved in and been there for a while. We had we kind of heard different things, but just didn't really know what to say about it. And, you know, we just kind of let it go. And... uh so my sister says, uh, no, there, there's no one here. She goes, I promise you, it's just me. And he goes, no. He, he, the friend said, listen, just listen. So everybody got real quiet, and they heard it. And he goes, see, now. He goes, did you hear that? She said, yeah, yeah. But she goes, okay. She goes, we kind of think we might have a ghost or something. And he goes, you're kidding me. And he, she said, no, because we hear stuff scooting around a lot. And, um, I mean, needless to say, those three friends got up and immediately left because it really, really kind of freaked them out. They just couldn't believe that they were literally hearing some things upstairs. And my sister was saying no one was there. So that happened. And then one of the most bizarre things that happened in that house was on the very if you were to look at the house straight on at a straight on view to the very left was a staircase and it went up to the stairs and 
it was a weird uh, setup. You actually had to go through my room, which was at the left end of the house, and through my door. And apartment upstairs. And uh, my two sisters, that's where they stay. Um, uh, the the stairs were were wooden, and they they weren't really you know nice wooden stairs. They were just wooden, like uh, planks. Anyways, um, it was a Saturday, and both my sisters were watching American Bandstand, and that was their big thing on Saturday. So, anyways. Uh, my mom said something about, you know, painting those stairs. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's at. I'll paint them. I'll paint them, you know. And so anyways, my, my younger sister says, well, I want to paint, too. I want to paint, too. So anyways, I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll paint some, and then, you know, and then you can come in here and paint some. She said, okay, that'll work. So I got about middle ways down the stairwell. And, you know, after painting and stuff, and all of a sudden I heard this uh, jumping on, it sounded like someone jumping on uh, box springs or a bed or some sort. And uh, I was like, uh, I'm driving here, by the way, I'm climbing this big hill. But anyways, um, uh, I was really freaked out. So I started calling all kinds of names and, you know, as far as who I thought might might be up there and I'm like who's up there who's up there and you know of course nobody nobody answered so i'm like i just keep hearing this jumping and and it's like somebody is literally jumping on box springs it's just going uh, 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 really loud and, and heavy and uh so i got i got kind of kind of concerned and freaked out and spooked out the whole nine yards so I called for my sister, and I said, <laughs> I didn't tell her anything. I said, here, it's your turn to paint. <laughs> so she said, okay, okay. So she starts painting, and I kind of stay with her for a little while, you know, while she's painting, and we're just talking. And all of a sudden, somebody starts jumping again. She goes, oh, my God, who's upstairs? I said, oh, my God. I said, I just heard the same thing. That's why I wanted you to come in here and paint. She goes, oh, no. She goes, somebody's up there. So we caught, and of course, the steps were wet, so we couldn't really go up the stairs to see what it was. But anyways, uh, long story short, we told my mom about it. My mom just sort of gaffed us off. And after the paint had dried and no one came in or out, we went upstairs. Obviously, there was nobody up there. And uh, we took every item in that in that um, small apartment like area, the beds, the couch, uh, there was a couch up there, chair. We took everything possible that we could to to duplicate the sound. We jumped on it. We 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 did everything, and we could not duplicate the sound that we heard, and uh, which was one of the weirdest things. We couldn't even go. Well, somebody was on this couch. It it was just the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life or heard so anyways uh, i guess another thing is uh i uh one time i was sick and this is probably the last thing uh i was sick 
And uh, my mom, she says, well, you know, do you want to stay home today from school? Of course, I jumped at it, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, this farewell ran parallel down uh, from and my brother and myself slept in this room here. And uh, the stairwell, it had a it had a wall there that separated the stairs and our room. So I'm laying there, and I mean, I'm really, you know, I pull the covers up, and my mom goes to work, everybody else goes to school, my dad's gone, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I I get the the blankets, and I put them on my head, and I'm like, oh, this is great, man, everybody's gone, I'm gonna sleep in, eat what I want. I mean, I was just ready for a great day. So all of a sudden, I heard somebody walking down the stairs, and it was the scaredest thing I, I think I've ever, ever heard because it was walking really, really, really slow. And it would walk down one stair and stop. And it got to where I could actually judge where it stopped and where it was on the other side of the wall. And it got almost parallel to me, which would have been, you know, a little more than halfway down the stairs and it just stopped so i'm sitting here imagining whatever that is is it directly on the other side of the wall and it just freaked me out and i had a door on my uh or i'm sorry uh yeah a door they had a lock on it and um it was locked because i always kept it locked but it just scared the crap out of me so i ran in there and i jumped into my mom and dad's bed and we had a we had a little dog there, and uh, her, his name was Chico. So me and Chico were laying there, and next thing you know, you know everything's okay for you know a few minutes, and next thing you know, I hear the scooting around and rustling upstairs again, and my dog, all of a sudden, his ears just shot straight up, and he looked up towards the ceiling. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, something something is, is, is up there, you know, because my dog has, has actually, you know, heard it. And, you know, they're more sensitive, you know, than a, a human would ever be, I believe. And that's where his call ended up getting cut off. But obviously lots of experiences there and the dog sensing the ghost at the very end. You know, what's interesting, though, is that. He was always very afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when they had people over, the sister's like, yeah, we hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, so I wonder, like, because they, at that point, I thought, well, how do you get used to that? But apparently, he never did. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was... Because, like, sisters got friends over. We're all like, yeah, <laughs> we hear that all the time. We're fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was more like that. But... Because I'd be that scared kid, too. Sure. That's something you don't, I don't know. I don't think most kids ever would get used to. Somebody walking slowly down the staircase right next to your room is not okay. No. And then hearing the jumping on the beds and all that, and there's nobody there. Not okay. No. It does sound like the maybe a child ghost or something, just kind of going around doing their thing, almost like a kid would. Those those almost kind of sound like kid sounds, you know, of a kid kind of lurking around the house or, you know, getting out and trying to sneak around and then jump on beds, that that sort of stuff. But it makes you wonder who might be uh, in the house. 
Um, I think uh, it made uh, Jen wonder exactly who the hell she was dating on our uh, our second date. Uh, that's somebody to transition into this, this story of the the mask. <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, COVID masks, but what I had in my trunk was actually an old Halloween mask, and it was I still have it, and, and I, I've I've always held on to this one because it was a really good skeleton mask that um and I, i've held on to it because it it's 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 great horrible for breathing out of probably would work well for covid because not much can get into it and, and not much air can get out either when you're wearing it but i always held on to it thinking this will be great to put on like a dummy or something when i'm decorating for halloween outside for like a a, a, a yard piece like a skeleton um anyway it was in my trunk because my parents had given it to me um, as like a, a gag joke, my parents like hiding weird shit around my house and, uh, they had found this mask in their attic somewhere from childhood. And then I, I don't know what they put it on. I don't remember, but that's how I came back into possession of it. And it was one of those things. I think one day when I was getting, when I was moving from an apartment to an apartment, there was a last handful of stuff in my house. And like the mask was one of them. And I just ended up throwing it into my trunk. And I swear to God for about 10, 15 years of my late teens, uh, early to mid 20s, whatever was in one trunk of my car when I got my next car would just transfer to the next <laughs> trunk. So it had been one of those things where I'd been moved from trunk to trunk to trunk over the course of 10 years and it was just in the trunk still because I never got things out of the trunk. And so our second date, I don't know why we had to go into my trunk, but we went into my trunk to get something. But I open it up and in the trunk is the mask, a crowbar, and like a bunch of duct tape <laughs> all just like plainly sitting there and these are things like i've just you know the, the duct tape was from recently moving and boxes that's what i was using i don't know why i didn't use packing tape but i was using duct tape the crowbar i don't know i just i think it was one of those things where it was like again it's just been sitting in the trunk forever and the mask again just been sitting in the trunk forever i rarely use my trunk for hauling much of anything but these things just sat in there along with a bunch of other things papers and whatever other random things i've collected probably tons of cds from radio stations over the years shit like that so it wasn't like it was just those three items alone in the trunk there was a lot of stuff in there uh there was piled up but those three items kind of stood out and she never said anything to me about it until like a couple years ago where she's like yeah on our second date you open up your trunk and there was a mask a crowbar and duct tape i'm like what and i'm like i remember it i'm like yeah you're probably right i think there was uh it's like yeah i killed those seven people you never caught me uh but no it's just kind of uh a funny moment and, and i don't know how i would have reacted at that moment had she like pointed that out of being like what the fuck and i think i would have well i don't know because if you say something and you yeah. are some kind of rapist <laughs> yeah. or something yeah like i don't want you don't be on the bad side that i know yeah yeah and I want to be cool, but I don't know that there would have been another date after that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it continued on and uh, 11, 12 years later now after dating. Uh, it's still uh, still there. And I took all those items. She's still concerned about you. She's still slightly concerned. Yes. But I did find the mask The uh, just earlier. I think it was yesterday when I was packing up some boxes in the attic because uh, I had to go through and just kind of reseal everything back up. And there, lo and behold, there is the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, That's God. funny. Surprised I still have this thing. And you went on and, and she married you. I know. Like, 
I know. That's a lot. Married me? She could have dismissed you as a serial killer I mean, rapist. Shit. I mean, even B- a, just a regular burglar. Yeah, I mean, BTK was, you know, his whole house was about a mile from where I was living at the time. So, and we all know his family had no clue forever. So, right? yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of possibilities of like what the fuck I could have been. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny looking back Poor on Jen, that. Like she was probably like, well, he could be a rapist. But I'll take my but chances. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I'm going to go out with him one more time. Just to be sure. <laughs> I'm going to keep my distance and meet him at the restaurant. We've been social distancing since 2007. So, yeah. <laughs> You're the one who started it. We invented that shit. No. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, fun things you find in boxes. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Please become an extra podcast person in EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, audiobook, ebook. You get all that when you become an EPP and you help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.